The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Hemke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, great week at Duramax Tuner here, huh, Chris? Always a blast. Yeah, calibrated power, Duramax Tuner. Um, it's been really, really busy. This is that time of year where we start to get heavy, heavy, heavy into the ag stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, for years living in the Midwest, you know, dealing with uh, a large farming community where we come from, you never really... Uh, I never understood the importance of it until starting to work here and talk to farmers and, you know, kind of get into it. So Yeah, I think you're a similar situation to me. Grew up around farms my yep. whole life. Never had to work at the farm more than beyond like shoveling cow shit or something. Completely so. ignorant to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so over the last four or five years, I've really had a chance to dive in and learn a lot more about tractor tuning. And specifically <clears throat> this time of year, we get into combine tuning. Yep. Uh, where these guys are out in the field, real popular this year, S660, S670 from John Deere. Yeah, seem to be um, Had a couple of popular. case models come yeah. in, a New Holland. Uh, but yeah, th- those have been really, really hot lately where guys are getting out in the field and they're realizing it's just short on power. It just needs a little extra grunt. Needs uh, a little bump. Yeah, especially in the beans yeah. or especially when you're in fields that maybe have some, some different elevation or mm-hmm. some elevation changes, trying to climb up that hill. I just had a guy, you know, we were talking today and, uh, you know, he was talking about the difference between a 680 and a 690, talking about a $90,000 price tag difference. Ooh. 90 grand. That's I, harsh. You know, it, it's hard to tell them that, you know, it's basically more or less like a calibration, you know, that you're paying the difference for. And yeah. over at Calibrated Power, we could do that for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, you know, uh, the bang for your buck, if you will. You know, you could buy a tractor or a combine lower in the series. We can go and upgrade it with a uh, simple, you know, calibration, reap all the benefits of, um, you know, and reap, you know, go out in the field and do your work. Yeah, you for know? a lot of models, they run the exact same driveline, cooling system, turbocharger. Turbo engine, just the whole platform itself is simply a, a calibration difference. Yeah, and so, we, we do that, so no big deal. We do do that. Uh, if you're looking for some tractor, combine, or sprayer tuning, definitely give us a call. Uh, you guys know the numbers, 815-568-7920. Speaking of other great products we're really excited about, 14-millimeter stroker pump. Damn. What about them, Paul? The big bad bitch from Exergy. Dude, they're like 1,000-horse capable stock appearing, which us over at Duramax Tuner love. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the 14 mil's been really exciting. You know, we talked, I think, last week about how when we first got into this industry, everybody kind of scoffed at, at stroker pumps, how they would never oh, make the power. And then 10 mil's came out. We said, ah, only if we're going to sled pull it. And then we yeah. were street tuning them, And then right? it was a 12 mil, you And then know? the 12 yeah. mil, say, I remember the first time I sold a 12 mil, one of the guys in tuning came back, was like, hey, you got to book that guy in for an appointment. We need, <laughs> I need a little more time with him, right? And so, so we, we brought him back in. Actually, you know who it was? Jimmy Hahn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was that was almost four years ago now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, back then we were like, ah, oh, let's hold off in the street trucks. And then three months later, we're like, okay, yeah, put 12 mils on the street. Yep. It's no problem. We can tune it. And then 14 mils came out. And I feel like we're like right at that cusp again of where I remember everybody wants a thousand horsepower street truck. Now you can street yeah. tune it with a, a 14 mil. I remember when Exergy first started to talk about the 14 millimeter pumps and we had discussed it with Nick over at Duramax Tuner and he was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. And fast forward <laughs> till today, you know, he has one on a personal truck. Yeah. It does exactly what it's supposed to. Haven't reached the full potential of that pump. So it'd be exciting to see in the years to come what its full capabilities are. Yeah, there's a challenge for the listeners. Send us your highest dyno sheet with a 14 mil pump on. I'd <laughs> love to see it. would love to see it. Um, WC Fab, our other title sponsor here. Yeah. So Exergy, Duramax Tuner, 
WC Fab, all sponsors of the show. Really, really grateful to all of them. They help make this happen. Mm-hmm. WC Fab, we've been talking for weeks now about their LML air intake bundle and when mm-hmm. it applies. Uh, who do you think would be a good fit for that package, Chris? Oh, man. Um, you know, a bone stock truck looking for a little bit better engine efficiency. Uh, maybe someone that is going to do a turbo upgrade, maybe a couple little odds and ends, you know, and they're looking to take the truck to the next level, pretty up the engine bay with all their awesome powder coating options that they have. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, it really just sky's the limit. I think it's such a home run for the guys that are like trying to build their LML into the ultimate tow rig. Yeah. I, I really do think that that's, that's going to be a feature that, that they're going to want to consider is where's all this airflow going? How am I going to keep it cool? I mean, you have the upgraded intercooler piping and you're going half inch bigger in diameter the upgraded silicone boots uh the upgraded stainless uh, stainless steel clamps um the four inch intake you know home run there get cool air right into the inlet of the turbocharger itself yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, WC Fab and Exergy, big thank you to you guys for making the show happen. This week, however, we're going to change gears a little bit. I am not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, you're obviously a huge Cummins fan. Mm-hmm. I'm big in the Duramaxes myself. But today, we got Nick Pregnitz on to talk about Fords. Yeah, luckily, I am the resident Ford expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've owned one longer than all of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Thank you for coming back on the show, Nick. This is your umpteenth appearance. Happy we to be here. It. Happy to be here as always. Uh, always fun to come on and talk to you guys about something that I've been working on in the shop for the past few weeks. You know, it's, few, it's I like weeks, that few weeks. weeks. Right. Yeah. It's been months. <laughs> months. I remember when we first saw that Ford show up in the lot. We all had jokes about yeah. who dropped off this piece of shit. Yeah. And um, then I think a couple of weeks later, we found out that was actually here yeah, for R&D. You did not tell us right away. Like, you no. kept it a secret. Well, I knew it was going to be months. And <laughs> as soon as I tell you guys I got a truck you're like can i line some customers up for it can we get some beta stuff out there like no you motherfuckers we can't <laughs> we need time sales guys love beta yeah. um yeah right. I, love, I love selling beta <laughs> so the ford's a, a big change in pace for us i thought it was going to be a bigger change of pace than it was uh, it, it's really a nice platform I, I never thought i'd be on a radio show talking about how much I love Fords. Um, But no, seriously, it's a really nice platform. The trucks run and drive really well. Um, It's surprising how much they have in common with the Duramax. Really? Yeah. So more specifically, like LML, LMM? Yeah, I would say the... The layout, um, the control system specifically. You know, we're all about ECUs. We're all about calibration here. So, you know, that's what where we spend most of our time. Um, The control side of the 6.7 liter power stroke is is not that far removed from the LML. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've got EDC-17, which is the controller that that runs the show on the LML. Um, As we started looking at the control system on the LML, a lot of the same maps even, you know, transposed from the LML to the power stroke. So it was like, well, we got a really good strategy for tuning LMLs. We really don't need to reinvent the wheel here. I mean, we can can take what we've learned in the LML and really, you know, we we had a a great 80% done, like... Now, with the because they are different controllers, still they're similar, but they are there are some sure, differences. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you had that experience with the LML and you started to make those tweaks on the six point seven liter uh, ECU, mm-hmm. um, were you worried about like some I don't know some out of the some unforeseen things, or did everything really <laughs> respond well? Uh, it's funny what you forget in four years, right? So <laughs> it's like uh, you know. We tuned the LML, and I remember in the beginning, like the first time I took it out on the road, there's this there's this map that looks at looks at what the torque is expected to be, and if you deviate from that by more than like ten or eleven percent, 
it it just shuts you down like forget about it the truck is off down to down to idle and it always happens when you're in the throttle when you're 10 or 11 percent over the factory torque spec for that rpm and uh, and load and i got in the ford and the um the same thing happened right like almost at the same time on the street as the lml i was like man i've been here before i know i know what this is how did i forget about this table like this is this was the table like this i remember on the lml the thing gave me a headache for like two or three weeks um, was able to go back and find it very quickly but uh yeah a lot of similar experiences like that um in retrospect things that don't look terribly diff- difficult um but yeah i mean it, it always takes a few days at a time to, okay. to cross those hurdles yep so when you say a couple weeks, I mean, how long have you been, uh, you know, on this project? Uh, I, I think I bought the truck a year ago. Right. So I guess it's more than a few weeks, yeah. 52 or so. Well, you don't want to um, downplay the project. You know, I mean, you've put a lot of time, some blood, sweat, and tears. Like, I've seen you run out into the front of the sh- uh, the parking lot where the truck was, back to your office and back and forth. Like, sure. this isn't an easy process. Sure, sure. No, it's uh, not an easy process. And it, it goes from uh, multiple iterations per day to an iteration per month, mm-hmm. right? Where you, you make the tune, you run it, you have to put miles on it, you got to drive it, um, put your worst driver in it. So we put Bob in it for a few, you know, a few <laughs> weeks at a time, um, see if he can break it. You, you got know. some bumper rails on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll let you take it to Michigan to pick a boat yeah. up, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's important. I'm to not get, a bad driver. I get some wanna... diversity yeah. in it, but I mean, you got to change the load. You got to change the driving conditions. Um, you you want to make sure that you find all the easy stuff mm-hmm. here, right? Because once we send it out to our customers, uh, we want as few hiccups as possible. Yeah. I always tell guys, you know, we want to be the test dummies on our own stuff. I don't want our customers to, you know, be the test dummy on our yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, I learned a long time ago that uh, even though it seems like a really good idea to have customers, it seems like a cheap idea to have customers drop their trucks off. Like, oh, I'll drop off a brand new LMM for you. You can tune it, a brand new LML. You can tune it. Like, great, great. And then, you know, a month later, that guy, that guy's going to want his truck. Yep. Like, he's going to want to know what you're doing to it. Like, all of a sudden, you got yourself a best friend. And that's when <laughs> you're just getting into the nitty gritty where you need to start putting the miles on the truck and you need to experience it, not him. Right, right. Exactly where you're just about, like, stressed out on the tune and then... You know, then you end up babysitting, and uh, not that <laughs> you should, you know, not that that, that guy's in, in the wrong um, for wanting that, but uh, yeah, it's it's very important to buy a truck and work on that truck that you bought. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think on this one too, um, the sales staff, we were not. I think just about everybody at Calibrator Power not exactly excited to jump into Ford because no. we know about a lot of the horror stories that we haven't had to deal with. Uh, we hear about 6.0s and 6.4s. We've had these yep. arguments and, and poked at these guys before. And so sure. when I heard Ford, that's that's where my mind went, right? Yeah. It was, we're gonna, great, now we're going to tune a bunch of stuff that blows up all the time. Um, yeah. but, but the more and more we learn about it, the less and less I expect that to be the problem. Yeah. Well, I think we had you know some of those similar issues. Um, you know, The LMM doesn't exactly have the best history in the aftermarket. Yeah. Um, it's probably similar to the 6.4 Ford, maybe a little better. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, the, the 6.0 and the 6.4, they, of course. <laughs> Tarnish the Ford name? <laughs> well, I mean, anything that's out there getting two or 300,000 miles on it, going through a bunch of aftermarket development and and just shit, I mean, you're, you're going to have you're gonna have failures. Yeah. And uh, uh, 2011 was a big year for the Duramax and similarly for the Power Stroke. Uh, I mean, Ford brought a, a beefy, beefy transmission, uh, the, the 6.7. I think they were tired of having their name dragged through the mud on the 6.0 and the 6.4. They really they brought a strong uh, strong engine. 
Walk me through it a little bit yeah. here. So what what changed when the six seven came out in two thousand eleven? Uh, the six is pretty much all all new deal compared to the six four. I mean, the six four was a twin turbo setup. Um, didn't have def. Um, I mean, <laughs> the air flowed through the engine totally differently. So the intake was on top of the motor on the six four. Um, the six seven is kind of neat because in the valley is the exhaust. And you don't really see that on any other V V eight type type engines in the OEM that I can think of. Um, so you know, air uh, goes in like these kind of on the valve covers there, um, goes in where you would typically think the exhaust port is, uh, is exhausted through the intake manifold, which you would typically consider the intake manifold, like on a Duramax, um, goes goes a very short route to the turbocharger. So I like that. That compares kind of favorably with the Cummins setup. Okay. Uh, the thing I like about the Cummins is that the exhaust port is right by the turbocharger. So you take advantage of these exhaust pulses, which I think the Cummins has an advantage on. Uh, sorry, tangent, but yeah, <laughs> power stroke. Um, what else? The 6.7. Uh, EGR upgrades. Um, it gets an air-to-water intercooler. gets a pretty significant power bump, so 400 horsepower uh, early 2011. Wow. I don't That's, know. They, they, they wanted. They wanted yeah, it. No, I they, mean, when somebody yeah. was sitting down at the design table, they were like, "No, we give a fuck." Like right. they wanted it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it speaks. Uh, it speaks to the potential of six seven that it's still being used. Uh, the power output, I think, is four forty five now in twenty seventeen, but they went to four forty in twenty fifteen. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a solid motor. It's also a really really unique turbo setup. You know, the first time I saw the six seven turbo setup, I was at Rudy's and somebody had a, like a cutaway one. And the whole display of of all of this, it's twin scroll technology. Can you walk us through that a little Uh, bit? Man, if you can right now, open your Internet Explorer and type in (laughs) (laughs) GT32 twin compressor. It's confusing. Um, Yeah, it's it's bizarre to look at. It's it's really neat. It's cool, you know, having a turbo shop in-house, we can kind of like take these things apart and check them out and look at them and and make sense of them. But uh, this turbocharger looks really small when you pull it off the truck. It has a 38 millimeter inducer, uh, which compares, you know, a a Duramax or a a newer power stroke is about 60 millimeter inducer, 59, somewhere around there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So a 38 looks really, really small. Um, That's the same size as the 2.8 Duramax. (laughs) Now that I come to think of it. Um, But behind that 38 compressor is another 38 compressor. So there's two compressors back to back and there's two air inlets. Um, One's an oval and one's a a circle. And, uh, you know, they both draw in and they exhaust or they discharge this through the same uh, discharge tube. And it's kind of neat because I can see what the engineers were thinking. You know, they were thinking like, okay, these wheels are smaller. Therefore, there's less weight on the outside. Therefore, there's less inertial mass. Uh, so it should spool up quicker. And we're going to couple that with a dual ball bearing setup. So all this uh, fanciness should result in a quicker spooling, you know, really responsive truck. Um, and that's really important on emissions equipped trucks because the better transient response you have, the less smoke, the quicker, um, you know, we always talk about dead pedal. You guys talk about dead pedal on the show, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can if you can get air there quickly, if you can get a quicker spooling turbocharger, you can combat dead pedal. Um, seems basic. It seems very basic, and driving the truck uh, is very responsive. It's it's quick. the The 2011 and 12 trucks spool up very quickly. Yeah, I'll I'll say that um, I went out for the very first test driving one. So you flash the race tune on it, and we're all taking turns going out and driving it and watching the monitor and everything. And uh, like 
Nick kept telling me, get on it, get on it. And I'm like, dude, I'm 50% throttled. This yep. is this is as on it as I drive in my real life. Like, you know, unless I'm at the track, I really, I don't, I just don't need to beat it that mm-hmm. hard. And especially on that truck where it, it is on. I, I mean, you hit that pedal, the fucking thing moves. There's mm-hmm. just, it, it, it is really, really impressive. And that first drive, I think, kind of sold me on this whole idea of like, okay, these are worth looking at. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the the six R one four. The nice thing about you know we talk about that that torque curve and that turbocharger, right? But the cool thing is the six R one forty really puts it to work. Um, it's a big trans. It can take early lockup. It can take high torque loads. Uh, I haven't seen any issues with it yet in our tuning, um, and it's very easy to to tune. Um, I've been working with some trans controllers recently, <coughs> 68 RFE, that, uh, <laughs> that are a pain in the ass. And uh, I, I really appreciate when when the, the factory has a layout of a tune that's easy to work with, like the 4L80 or the Allison or pretty much anything other than Dodge. Um, <laughs> but the 6R140 is really, really nice to tune. Um, now, when you say easy to work with or nice to tune, do you mean that, like, they've already built some of the parameters that you would look for to control it? Or do you mean that, like, it's already close in the calibration and it only takes minor tweaking? Um, I would say a little of both. Um, I would say that the parameters are there that if you want to do something, you can quickly, as a tuner, navigate to that parameter and adjust it in a meaningful way. Okay. Um, okay. That actually makes sense to me. Cool. You're not backdooring a calibration to try to manipulate the trans into doing something that you want, thinking that it might not actually do it more or less. Yeah, I would say the 68, there's a lot of, like, guess and then drive, and then did that change it? Well, maybe a little bit. Do it some more. Okay, now I, now I, th- now I think I know what that parameter does. Well, does that do more than the other parameter that does something similar? Well, no. Yeah, I think I should work with parameter B. So better defined? You sound like better a crazy de- person. Better defined, yeah. And, I mean, it Cummins is a 12-minute flash, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so much fun. Yeah. So, I mean, each iteration is a half hour to an hour uh, by the time you're, you know, answering a, a question from a sales guy walking through the office, making the adjustment, <laughs> flashing the tune. Um, it, it's just quicker. It's quicker. And uh, it's, it's laid out really nicely. So, you know, we were able to get the truck into lockup. Uh, smoothly, operative word, smoothly into lockup, uh, shifting gears smoothly but firmly, and not slipping at, uh, you know, 400 ho- uh, 500 horsepower on the 1112s, and then oh, those 1516s are nasty. 570? I mean, that's not even like pushing it. I mean, Jim's emissions equipped truck, I think we made 587 and just kind of dialed it back a little bit just to be on the safe side, but uh, it's there. I mean, the power is there. That is not. They got a really strong pump in them. Uh, the turbocharger is pretty much an LML turbocharger with just some extra pump and uh, just oh. a beefy system. Let's dive into that. So, you know, uh, the 6.7 liter has been out for seven years now. Yep. Okay. So let's go to generation one, if you will. So 2011s, you know, what did those platforms offer us? Uh so that's the dual, the twin scroll compressor. Right. And that's your first iteration of the of the six point seven. You know, I can I can speak in terms of what they <laughs> what they're missing from the fifteen sixteen. Right, like if you're shopping for a six point seven liter, the buy a fifteen sixteen. Okay. Or seventeen if you can afford it. Right. Um, if you can't, then uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. You're looking at a pump that's about ten percent smaller. You're looking at a twin scroll compressor uh, turbo, which isn't exactly performance oriented. Like I said, it's quick to spool up and it's great for the torque curve. The trade-off is the top end. 
is that the limiting factor then? Do you run out of turbo before pump? And the 11 to 14 run that twin scroll, right? Uh, 11 to 14 run that twin scroll. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And uh, there's some, some are wastegated, some aren't. We can go into that in a little bit. But um, you're out of fuel. Oh, oh okay. Oh. You're, you're out of fuel. It's the pump. So the, wow. the 10% off on the pump. I imagine the turbo's shortly there behind it. Yeah. Um, there's a there's been a lot of chatter in the forums and the aftermarket about failure on those turbochargers. Uh, I suspect it's from overspeeding. Um, small wheels. Small so. wheels, uh, aggressive tuning. Uh, you got to also think that the load on the sh- on the shaft is out further towards the inducer. So it's a because it has two compressor wheels on it, the shaft is longer. That makes sense. Cool. Um, so I again speculation. I don't fucking know, um, but it's my best guess. Gotcha. So not push it further than, you know, what need be. I mean, 470, 480 horsepower is respectable on a truck that made, like, what, 400 or 390 or something like yeah. that? Yeah, so. it was in the 380 range, yeah. I want to say. Um, is that why they went wastegated then? I take it's the later years that are wastegated. It's the early years are wastegated. Really? The mm-hmm. early years are wastegated, yep. And um, then they just said, fuck it, let them blow? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they put the wastegate on probably because they knew that at a certain shaft speed, like game over. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And then you get to the later years, and they're they're probably a little more ro- robust model. Gotcha. So they didn't need the wastegate. Uh, yeah, to have a variable geometry and a wastegate, that's bizarre, right? I've never seen that anywhere else in the aftermarket, in the aftermarket or in the OEM. Um, so yeah, that's that's strange. Um, but yeah, the fifteen sixteen trucks are where it's at, man. The bigger pump, the if you're gonna buy an eleven through fourteen, you're probably gonna want to look at a fifteen sixteen or seventeen turbocharger. That would be. Well, that's you could probably upgrade yeah, I was too. talking about that, and um, so it looks like that's that's a viable option. Like, it's not like there's a there is a conversion process. It's not drop in, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It, the conversion process uses Ford parts. Oh no shit! Which in my book, that's pretty good. That's right? a home like, no, that's a home run. When I mean, you don't have yeah. to rely on the aftermarket to supply you with an install kit, like you're doing all right. Yeah. You're going to have a pretty good install. Uh, so that goes pretty smoothly. We've done one of those in-house. Yeah. Um, went nice. Truck tuned well. Made the same power as the 1516. Yeah, so we put the, the later model pump in it and the um, and the bigger turbocharger, the 1516-style turbo. And it yeah, drove really nice. Had the luxury of driving that a couple times yeah. as well. Yeah. So Tunes yeah. easy. Yeah. So that would be uh, that'd be my suggestion. Um, <laughs> 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 hoping to get to the stealth program with those uh, 1516 or 17-style turbochargers. And that would be a direct swap to 11 to 14s with the OEM install kit, if you will. Yeah, dir- direct-ish swap, yeah. I like that, direct-ish. Uh, yeah. That's going to be a new term for us. Yeah. <laughs> Fully stock bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Where do you see this? Well, well, I suppose before we dive into like the future of the 6.7 platform, tell us a little bit about the tuning behind it. So new hardware, new software, what's the process look like? Uh, there's a few platforms out there to tune the 6.7 we have elected to go with the Edge Insight Pro. Uh, I really like the Edge Insight hardware package. It's nice. Um, it's always installed in the truck. It turns on, turns off when you turn the truck on, turn it off. Uh, their PID layout's pretty slick. Um, the gauge display is easy on the eyes, too. I mean, it's something that we've worked with for a long time, and it's it's the cleanest it's up on to the market. Date. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. slick, it's innovative, it's new-ish looking, yeah. you know what I mean? So Good PIDs, yeah. uh, good-looking setup, and it's relatively cost-effective. Absolutely. Right? Um, so you, you buy this, you go plug it in your truck, you um, download the stock tune currently, and we're working on a uh, 
situation where you just plug it in and flash the tune. But currently, you download the stock tune, um, you plug it into your computer, and it touches the server, and then grabs our file off the server, and uploads it into your into your unit, and you flash that on the plug your unit back in the truck and installed. You say that so calmly. This means about an hour less of work on on my life and the customer's life for it's, every single truck. It's really nice to have the the tunes on the server, right? So by having tunes on the server means that uh, we, we're able to um, quickly get updated tune files to customers. We're able to easily track if they've been loaded or if they haven't <laughs> been loaded, which surprises. Sometimes yeah. we do updates and customers don't really load them on the truck, and mm-hmm. we don't know that. Um, so now we know that. Uh, that's a nice thing. It just it's it's nice for our organization. Yeah. Now well, the, the learning curve for the customers too, not to cut you off no. there, Chris, but to not have to learn a new software. Like you literally, you download software right from Edge, you plug it in, and you hit OK, and it does everything else for that's, you. That's that's it. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's not Edge tuning, you know. So this is our own custom tuning that you've uh, yeah. developed in house. Yeah. And then uh, switchable tuning as well, correct? Switchable on the fly. Yeah. I mean, that's for all years, yep. um, eleven and up. Yeah. So uh, j- just like the LML, yep. very similar to the LML, you can switch on the fly, change your torque curve on the fly. Uh, we've laid the power levels out, you know, based on the same criteria as the LML. So optimized stock, heavy tow, light tow. Uh, the driver, and then and then you're, you're pushing it, your race tune. Um, the trans tune is also on the edge, so uh, that works out slick. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, it's all it's all very similar to the LML. So you get a badass gauge display, badass engine and trans tuning, all switch on the fly for your 11 to 16 currently. Yeah. Well, l- let's talk about some of the other differences I've seen out there in the OEMs when it comes down to like just what's straight up different uh, emissions equipment. Yeah. Usually, so Duramax runs the ninth injector. Cummins does not. Um, tell me a little bit. Give me an overview on how the emissions equipment works in this one. Um, yeah. So the the eleven to fourteen, the earlier model trucks are kind of are kind of a little bit different because when we were driving them, we noticed that they regen fairly frequently, um, which was new, right? The the LML uh, three fifty four hundred miles, etc. Um, we'd get a regen. On the Ford, we'd get start getting regens 150 miles, what? 125 miles, right? So that was a that was a little strange for me. I wasn't used to that. But the regens went very quickly, which was nice. So no more. So not like 45 minute regens once every. Yeah, I mean, I tank tank and a half. 45 minutes would have been really long on an LML, right? I mean, right. maybe 20 or 30 miles on your on your longest one, but. Um, on the Ford, I mean, you might finish a full regen in eight or nine miles. Oh, wow. It was very quick. Um, so, you know, the, the different strategy there. So would you consider that like more of like a passive regen, like the Cummins holds, or this is a different regen strategy altogether? Just a different interval. It's okay. an active regen. Okay. Yeah, so it's adding fuel. It's getting the catalyst hot. It's okay. burning off the DPF, just like you're used to on the LML. Um, but it's just happening more frequently. And whether that's due to DPF can size or just a different strategy by Ford, I don't necessarily know, right. but I know what I see. Um, I know the truck is held up well. Uh, the re- regen frequency hasn't changed appreciably. Uh, it still, you know, still goes through regen, still takes about the same amount of time to go through regen. And to clear it up for some of our listeners too, mm-hmm. you know, guys always have this mentality of, oh, the truck's going through frequent regen, therefore it's using more fuel, therefore I'm losing fuel economy. That's not necessarily the case here. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're you're uh, going through more frequent re- regens, you need to consider 
what's going on, right? Are, are you beating on the truck? Are you driving it cold a lot? Are you beating on it when it's cold? Um, are you towing heavy? You know, what's what's the situation? Because uh, yeah, the tuning can play into it, but also you, you really got to understand the, the how the truck's being used, uh, especially a cold truck. The best situation for the emissions equipment is to run the truck hard when it's warm. Mm-hmm. Drive the truck nice when it's cold, run it harder when it's hot. And that, it just makes sense. It's right. intuitive, you know? Um, so be nice to your stuff in the last, <laughs> I guess. Wait a minute. Sorry wait a to minute, be like your minute, dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen here, Pops. Um, yep. Okay, so so we do get more frequent of regens throughout these. Um, they're this using is, DEF This is now. on the later, this on the early trucks, yeah. On the early and, trucks. And they all use DEF. Right, yeah. so similar to the LML, uh, the later trucks we notice long uh, more distance between regens, much more like the LML. Really, uh, three fifty to five hundred miles, maybe longer. Uh, really depends on usage, but similar distance is the LML. Have we done any comparisons on like fuel consumption for deleted compared to emissions equipped? Maybe some rough numbers or rough ideas. Fuel consumption would mean that I would have to run a deleted truck for a long time, Paul. Um, Fair we enough. We don't tune deleted trucks here, so there you go. Uh, what I can say based – I put Jim on the forums and said, read the forums. <laughs> Find out what the reports are on the deleted trucks. Dear uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> they're all at, they're all getting 30 miles to the gallon. Yeah, no, God you, help you the forums. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just you don't get it. Um, so what is the general consensus? The consensus is that deleting the trucks doesn't really seem to improve the mileage that much. And I, I have a few ideas as to why that might be. Um, might be related to engine coolant temperature being slower to come up without the EGR cooler. Um, could just be related to how they're being tuned. Um, regardless, we've had Jim's truck uh, tuned, emissions equipped with the, you know, with our tuning for a while. He drives way more than anyone should. Um, he's reported improved fuel mm-hmm. mileage, so the, the mileage on his truck is improved. Um, I, I would say it's probably similar to the LML. You know, when, anytime you can lock the converter clutch up sooner in second gear or earlier in third gear like that, you know, you can take advantage of that lower torque curve. You can run the engine at a lower mean operating RPM. You're going to improve mileage. And this isn't something that's, you know, that calibrated power owns the market on. This is <laughs> this is general, like, if, if, you want, if you want a vehicle to get good mileage, this is how you tune the transmission. How trucks work by Nick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not just trucks, man. Cars do this too. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're pretty much talking about all of the same benefits to tuning that everything else we've ever talked about on the show has. I hate to be a broken uh, record, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. All right. All right. I you, dig it. That's a good thing to me. I mean, to be honest with you, like I said, I'm, I'm not... I've never been Ford savvy. We were talking about it no. last week, Chris. Like, I could tell you a lot about stock trucks yeah. when it comes to Ford. Oh, yeah, like what we talked about last week on the show. I mean, hey, any of our listeners, you call us wanting an 800-horse truck. I am not the guy. Give yeah, us I, a year or two. I will need now, to do some research. You know? um, LML, Cummins, by all means. Yeah, no problem, right? Yeah. So the Ford stuff, though, it sounds like it's on a very, very similar f- platform. I'm not hearing... The, the terrible horror stories about oh. shit going wrong constantly I mean, with them. All I'm hearing is that Nick was smart to get into the Ford market when it was similar to some of the other platforms. Like, he's not getting into six liters, <laughs> seven, seven threes. Like, we love you guys. We love those trucks, but no thanks. Right. You know? <laughs> we can remember those trucks have a whole different fuel system, right, a whole different exactly. all that stuff. You know, exactly. If you're going to take anything away from this discussion, 
takeaway that it's very, very similar to the LML. I mean, Ford bought a lot of the same stuff that the LML team bought from Bosch. The injectors, the fuel pump, they got the same GT3788. Um, <laughs> it uses the same veins as an LML. It uses the same turbine as an LML. Wow. I mean, the turbocharger is pretty much an LML turbocharger wow. with a little bit different casting on it. Right, because um, they still have the exhaust going from the top of the head, right? So they still have... Yeah, they have this right. weird, like, cross-tangent entrance okay. would be the best way I could describe it. If you could it. see, if <laughs> listeners could see our hand right. description, right that's now. what I'm laughing right now. Everybody has their hands in the air shaking. I'm indifferent. It's a cross-tangent section. See, and the CAN boss plugs in. <laughs> Did you say canvas while we're talking about yeah. turbos? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, okay, okay. Buy him a book, send him to school. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you see as, like, the future plans for the 6.7? I mean, obviously, you had mentioned already some turbo updates in the future. I think, the, I think legitimate, like, 600 rear-wheel horse emissions-equipped truck is, is gravy on the Ford. Like, I think... I think a year from now we're going to be like, man, if if you really want to do a tune only hot rod, the Ford is the platform for it. Um, but the weight, man, the weight offsets that. Yeah, they're heavy trucks, but <laughs> Chris, not everybody listening to this show is building a drag truck. No, I agree. I mean, how mu- how much weight? What are we talking about here? I mean, you could definitely drive a Ford down the road. You feel it. I mean, it, that is the s- most solid truck out of the three. Would you agree, Nick? I'd say they're heavy. They feel heavy. Yeah, they yeah. they are dense. They're dense. <laughs> Something that... you have in common with them. <laughs> oh, whoa. When you tee them up like that. Man, um, man. Yeah. Fuck. So so they're heavier, or they yeah. feel heavier. Um, we know that. We know you that they feel You just tell when you're heavier. driving it down the road, it's a very robust, very sturdy truck. You yeah. know what I mean? I guess I drove the regular cab the most, and uh, it just feels light. I mean, I drove it's that thing to Michigan. Cab. You felt the weight on that, too. Uh, <laughs> like, I guess. I guess. I can tell you, out of all the trucks we've driven, that truck did very well. I had to go pick up a boat up in Michigan and drove it back. And, I mean, the truck did very well. That's an 11, right? Yeah. I mean, it towed very well, came up in uh, its uh, torque curve very efficiently. Um, driving down the highway, I mean, I drove that thing five, six hours. It did a really, really nice job. Yeah. So, you know, transmission, everything on that's very stout. I dig yeah. it. I'm excited to get in the 17 stuff. I think that's going to be, uh, you know, I'm excited to see if there's anything different. I know the turbocharger is different. We've seen that in our turbo shop. Um, they have the seat massager. I don't know if that's a... Is a good that's a big to deal talk for about you. that. That's a, that's a big deal. I mean, you love it, your seats, bro. It starts, it, it's all starting to, I'm starting to understand why they have a sticker price of like what? What, what was that that we just read? Like 100000 after oh, the tax? super platinum Yeah, super platinum. Is yeah. that what we're getting? Are we going to get an F450 we're, super platinum? No, we're not getting a limited. <laughs> yes, he even though he knows the actual yeah. trend name. Did you catch that? He knows the, so you looked it up and you know it. You remembered it. You're oh, like, okay. file this away. Yeah. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> Can't have something nicer than the L5P. Quit playing. Um, okay, so so we see this going into emissions-equipped horsepower gains, this being a, a viable market. Hopefully Bully Dog comes to market with some of their products, too, and see if we could put some matches together. Huh? I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what the uh, limitations of the DPF system is. I mean, I, I think the reality is, Paul, like, for our market at Calibrated Power, 600 horsepower, 630 horsepower, <sighs> It's the sweet spot. That's where I'm. Yeah. I, I, if you're going past that, you're in a different league. You know what I mean? And I've, I'm in that league on the other models. I understand it. Um, but on the street, I mean, I, I got a 630 horsepower LML. I got a 630 horsepower twin turbo emissions equipped Dodge, which runs fucking nice, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I just don't see the point in having more horsepower than that in a truck that you're using every day, especially if you're using it like a truck. I mean, if you talk to Fair guys, enough. you know, I, we talk to guys all day long, you know, and they talk about, you know, they, they word vomit thousand horse, you know, they, they want thousand horse, 800 horse. When you actually break it down and you talk about what's usable on the street, that that five to six, yeah. six fifty, maybe seven hundred under the right application makes sense. But six six fifty wheel horsepower for a daily tow rig street truck that makes sense to me. Well, yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I, I have told a million people that six fifty is all you can apply on the street mm-hmm. legally. Like, obviously, if you want to go be reckless, you can do whatever you want, right? But if you're if you're driving like any sort of reasonable adult, or like you said, using the truck like a truck, mm-hmm. um, you just you you can't apply more power than that until you're over eighty miles an hour. Yeah. And yeah. how long are you still in the throttle after eighty miles an hour? I mean, they're like we've all driven triple digits, right? Like shit happens, but you don't do that every day. You don't build your whole truck so that once a year you could show off to your friends. Like, yeah, I mean, those guys have trucks that tow their trucks. Yeah, they right? tow those trucks, right? <laughs> right? And those are the six hundred horse trucks that we're offering. Right, now. right, you get that? right. To your point, Paul, I, th- I think what would be helpful here is like a a, a Punnett square chart or like a, a chart that says like horsepower versus speed at which you can spin the tires. Yes. Right? So you can, like, follow the chart down and say, like, okay, 40 roll, I want to turn the tires over. My tires are 33 inches. Okay, I need uh, 675 horsepower. Yes. Right? Like, because th- that's really all we need here. Like, you don't need more than that. Otherwise, or like, Or you do the horsepower the horsepower versus uh, dollar to keep it on the street. <laughs> you, know, right. keep, you know, that's another big one. That is a big so. one. That is a big one. Awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate you joining us for the show today. Anything that we didn't ask you that you'd like to talk about oh man um open mic everybody's staring at you related to ford i take it uh sure no there's a a lot of tight rules around this show we run a pretty tight show yeah no i heard you guys talk about the s670 and the the combine tuning Mm -hmm. earlier in the show um i (laughs) that's that dollar per horsepower is huge. Yeah. Um, drive it home, you know, uh, unloading while harvesting corn. Um, if you uh, guys are buying bigger heads, you know, like the, the people yeah. making the parts for the combine are not uh, concerned with the horsepower level. It's like the RV producers, right? Like, oh, you got a, a 28 foot, uh, you know, fucking 10,000 pounds. Yeah, your half ton can tow that. Like, <laughs> no, it can't. And your S670 can't run that head. Mm-hmm. But if you find that out the hard way, call a calibrated power. Um, we can help you out. And the same thing goes for uh, goes for your heavy-duty trucks, as your tractors, mm-hmm. Cats, Case, New Holland, whatever, man. We're in it. I dig it. Diesel tuning all around. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Emke. I'm Nick Pregnant. Thanks for listening. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or chris at c-e-h-m-k-e at duramaxtuner.com. You could also reach him by phone. Chris's extension is 2121. Paul's is 2122.
I mean, you could definitely drive a Ford down the road. You feel it. I mean, it, that is the most solid truck out of the three. Would you agree, Nick? I'd say they're heavy. They feel heavier. Yeah, they, yeah. they are dense. They are dense. <laughs> <laughs> Something that... you have in common with them. <laughs> oh, whoa. When you tee them up like that. Man, oh. man. 